Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Gioza circles back and takes it. Right-hand dribble, cross-court to Moody. Moody gets to the baseline, gets to the rack and flushed it down with two hands. I'm telling you, I like that young man, Tim. He plays older than 8, 19 years of age. Jim likes him, I like him. I wore my Modi Moosey shirt today. You see that, guys? Look at that. Moody Moosey. Moody Mo. Moody. Moses Moody. Uh, about the most time he's played in a month or so, at least at this level. And that was encouraging. Uh, I'm glad I wore this shirt because it's about the only thing to get excited about tonight. I I mean, I, I guess there's some other things. That, that was not fun to watch. And they did make it interesting at the end, I guess. I mean, interesting enough that I thought there was a chance for a second. But overall, just a, is lackluster a fair word for that? 888-957-9570 is our number. I'm Matt Kolsky. It is Warriors wrap-up, and it's the first two-game losing streak, the first losing streak of the year. And, boy, it it really feels like, what's the record now, Sterling? 29-9? and nine? It really feels like... To carry the one, do the math, 29. It feels like the Warriors had 36 games of good basketball in them without Klay Thompson. And these last two were just like, <laughs> they need him back. It's time to Claymax. So th- my biggest takeaway, and I saw my guy Joe Shasky say this on Twitter, my biggest takeaway is that this team is ready for Klay Thompson to return yesterday. Really, really ready for Klay Thompson to return. And look, Klay's ready, too. I said this yesterday when I called in to talk to Charlie. How many times is the guy going to warm up and not play? He's going to have basketball blue balls, and and nobody wants that. Let Let Klay play. Hashtag let Klay play. But let's save that for later in the week because later in the week, let's save that for Sunday. Right now, if we're going to talk about this game, we basically have two choices. We can talk about the fact that overall, this was a lackluster performance. Andrew Wiggins did his best in the early going, but as the game went on and the defense focused more and more on him, it became harder and harder for him to score. And... Look, you needed Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins tonight. They finished 3 of 15 from 3, but really, it was 1 of 13. 
because Jordan Poole, as, as we all know, did not arrive from a scoring perspective until the last two minutes of the game. And if you had told me coming in that Poole and Wiggins would go combined 10 of 31 from the field and 3 of 15 from 3, much less 1 of 13, I'd have said this is, a, this is an L and an ugly L. And that's exactly what it was. And we could dwell on that, or or we could talk about the fact that as a development tool, there were some encouraging things to talk about from this evening. Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga both played 20 minutes plus, and the times they've been able to do that at the NBA level this year are rare. And while, you know, neither of them had any sort of ridiculous game, there was a lot of encouraging stuff from both of them. And so in my Mosey Moody shirt, and by the way, to the 510 texter, uh, where did I get my shirt? That's a great question. I have a terrible memory. I don't remember. But before the end of the show, you stay tuned, 510 texter. Before the end of the show, I will find the receipt. (laughs) I'll find the receipt and take care of this thing. Might have been Warriors World? I can't remember. I I legitimately can't remember. 888-957-9570. How would you feel about the 43 total minutes that you got to see from Kaminga and Moody tonight? Uh, Here are some initial observations. And JB talked about this during the game. You heard him say something in that highlight right there about how much he likes Moody. And they talked about it post-game, Tim and Jim. The guy's solid. He's just solid. In some ways, he's an opposite to Kaminga, although, like I said before the season started, Kaminga is less raw than everyone wanted to tell you and more solid than everyone believed. But (laughs) there's some nuttiness to the Kaminga experience, perhaps exemplified by the best play of the night. Kaminga's best play of the night was attacking the rim and just brutally missing several layups in a row but ultimately triumphing because his effort and his physicality is tremendous and I really thought on a night that again I felt was a lackluster performance overall you know Steve Kerr said after the game he thought he thought they really battled and I would say some guys did Wiggins battled his butt off Jordan Poole battled his jump shot I don't know if that counts But it just felt lackluster from a lot of corners, the exception being, the notable, obvious exception, being Jonathan Kaminga, who every time he comes in the game, affects the game. Affects it physically, affects it with energy, affects it with defense, and those are all the things you want from your super physically talented young player. I I was extremely high on Kaminga before the year. And everything I've seen has probably made me even more excited. He finishes with 13.6 boards tonight. Three of those offensive, possibly all on that one play. Had a block as well. And I just thought it was a really encouraging performance. And, and, you know, I joked about the layup he made after missing two, but he also had a driving layup with the right hand that he laid up high off the glass with like a long reach from kind of far away that was a really impressive play. 
And for all that, maybe the most impressive thing to me about Jonathan Kaminga is just the physical presence he brings to the court. And I'm not even talking really about the athleticism. You know, at least not in the way that we typically mean athleticism. The guy can run and jump with the best of them, no doubt. But what's crazy to me about his physicality is how strong he appears to be. He is 19 years old. And look, anyone who's got past 30 or so knows that old man strength is a real thing. Old man strength. And it you don't actually have to be like old, old, right? But there's an adult strength that happens as you age. And you do not have it when you're 19. And yet. This guy has big, strong adult men bouncing off of him. He is carved out of granite. And, man, I, they even they, they were giving him some aggressive help against Valanciunas. But, look, that's a tough matchup. Valanciunas has a few inches on him, and he's much bigger. But Kaminga did not look outmatched from a strength perspective, and that is remarkable. Jonas Valanciunas is a, a literal Viking, and a 19-year-old rookie can physically hold his own. And if anybody smaller than a giant seven-footer tries to confront Kaminga physically, they bounce. I mean, he bounces, guys. That layup what the, you know, where he got three offensive rebounds, Jackson Hayes bounced off him. Brandon Ingram bounced off him. There was a play where Kaminga got the ball in the post, put his shoulder into Brandon Ingram, and I was afraid his shoulder was going to come out the other side of Brandon Ingram. He caved that man's chest in. And granted, Brandon Ingram is very skinny, but I can't get over how strong this guy is at 19. He is just beastly. 888-957-9570 is our phone number if you want to weigh in on, on a rough night, but a night that featured some nice development minutes, I guess is the best way to put it. Robin in San Francisco, uh, one of our truly elite performers on the call line. Uh, I'm being told, Robin, that you are at the grocery store. Is this true? I, I am at the grocery store, sweetheart. Guess how bad I am about listening to sports talk radio, okay? <laughs> we love you like, for it, Robin. We love you. I can think a, better, a worse thing to be Yeah, you. I can think a worse thing to be addicted to, can't you, Coach? For sure. <laughs> for sure. Listen, I, I, I for the game and listen to the second half. I, I, I hope I, I want to articulate something to you because I, I, I agree with you most of the time on your insight. So, um... You know how this, this, this team is referred to as strength and numbers, and I've also heard uh, people say, you know, talking heads, and even people on 95.7 again say that this second unit or these players are more talented than the 2015, uh, you know, coming off the bench, you know, comparing speaks and, and, and whatnot, and um, look uh, you know, Barbosa, but I feel, I feel Koski that that 2015 unit, and I know you have to be careful here because we, we are talking about two different places in terms of where the Warriors as a team 
they are compared to that time when they built that roster. But I just felt like if we're going to do that, then I think that 2015 compare and make those comparisons and talk about that strength and numbers because I think people always want to relive the past instead mm-hmm. of looking at where you really are. I think that 2015 bench would have won this game tonight. And I would like for you, if you can and have the time, to make a comparison and to see if you agree with that because I think we're lacking playmakers and uh, we're lacking – I don't know. This is something missing there in that second unit, okay, besides the scoring. And so that's all been making sense. That's what I, I would like to get your insight on. You are making sense. You are, you know, you definitely make sense, Robin. I, I, I have said that just to I'm guilty as charged. I have said that I think this bench is deeper and more talented. Um, playmaking. It's really interesting. It's an interesting question. Would that bench have won this game? Uh, my instinct is probably not. I will say this. That bench was anchored by Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston, who were already both a decade in the game at that point. And if if this bench is missing something... I think it might be that experience. Now, obviously, Andre has even more experience, but he's also clearly not as good of a player as he was, or at least can't do it for as long at a high level as he could, you know, six years ago, of course. But if we're just comparing the talent level of the individual pieces, I I definitely do think this team has more, and I'm not sure that, you know, Brandon Rush and, and... Ian Clark and Leandro Barbosa would have given you all that much more on a night like this. I I think the big thing, and and maybe the reason that I keep thinking that this team has a deeper, more talented bench is that I'm kind of building clay into it. Like if, if you take the 15, 16 team with clay and compare it to this team without Clay, then I think we're pretty close in terms of bench ability. But when you put Jordan Poole back on that bench, I mean, look, I and again, I love guys like Barbosa and Spates, but are they better than guys like Poole and Bielitsa? I don't know that they are. I they were good and and here's the here's really I think what it comes down to, Robin, is we saw those guys do it and win a championship. And so no matter what I can say about Porter and Bielitsa and GP2, and, and again, I just think it goes deeper, none of those guys are champions. And we watched Leandro Barbosa and Maurice Spates and even Ian Clark and Festus make plays – en route to a title. So we know they did it when the lights were brightest. And and obviously we watched Sean and Andre for years in a Warrior uniform come up big in big moments. So you probably trusted those two guys off the bench more than you would trust any single player on this new team. But I think that comes with time. And as Moody and Kaminga get better... And assuming you continue to get, you know, 
similar stuff from guys like Porter and Peyton and Juan and Bielitsa. It's just so many dudes that can positively impact a game. And, you know, it's hard to remember, but, like, the very back end of that 15-16 bench was James Michael McAdoo and Jason Thompson. And, you know, those guys aren't very good. So... It's close. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you this team is way better depth-wise than that team, but I, I do think it's better. I do think it's better. 888-957-9570. Feel free to weigh in on that because Robin, I, I, you know, first of all, I respect Robin's basketball opinion, and second of all, I, I, I think it's an interesting point. How much more valuable was that veteran experience on that bench versus the what I think is pretty clearly better talent or at least a deeper roster of usable talent on this bench? And as far as that deep roster of usable talent goes, anytime you see Kaminga and Moody play and play really well or at least look like they're growing and look like they can do things to help you, that just adds to that depth. I mean, this team goes 13 or 14 deep with guys I'm perfectly happy to have on the floor. You know, I whether that's Damian Lee or Kaminga or, I mean, not even counting Chioza, but, you know, he's not so bad in a pinch. Is he worse than Ian Clark? I don't know. Similar? Similar. It's, it's an interesting comparison to make, and I, I'll say this as well. Whichever team was deeper or better, um, you know, let's call them equal for the sake of argument. There is something exciting about the fact that the future lives on the bench of this team. And and with that team, it was just different. The future was was the stars. You know, in 2015, Steph Curry was 26, 27 over the course of the season. Draymond Green and... Clay Thompson were even younger, and Harrison Barnes, who we probably thought would be part of the core at that point, was in his third season, uh, second season in the in the title year. I'm looking at the uh, 15, 16 years roster. So there is something a little more exciting about the state of affairs here. 888-957-9570 is where you can reach us. Phone calls or text messages. A 510 texter saying, I would have liked to see more up-tempo. They were having such a tough time in the half-court scoring. Sometimes when you push it, things open up. The back-to-back may have had something to do with it. That last sentence, I think, is huge. Because, again, usually when guys like Steph and Draymond sit out, you actually see it, it, some some increased energy. Because guys, and you did see that tonight from Kaminga and Moody, guys like that who don't play as much normally, they're jazzed to get the extra minutes. They are energized. But I thought most of the rest of the team failed from an energy perspective tonight, and and I think the back-to-back is part of that, although Otto Porter has no damn excuse. Um, But I think some of that is just sometimes the vibe isn't right in a game, and it, it never comes around you know I look these guys are human and and it just looked like a bunch of guys who were searching for something all night long and you're right when they got into the half court 
without the threat of Steph Curry or the passing of Draymond Green, it's it's tough sledding. It's tough sledding. I mean, Wiggins did his best, but at a certain point, like Wiggins' iso ball has its limits, and and I thought we saw those limits tonight. Five one zero texter says, "I think this team is deeper, and that bench was more consistent and had more veterans." And I think maybe that's sort of where I'm at too. You know, there's a there's a positivity to the talent here, and look, they like the texter saying that other team had more veterans, so maybe that consistency is something that will come over the course of the season. You know, as we start to see. Jordan Poole hopefully become a little more consistent. Maybe Jonathan Kaminga gets some more consistent minutes and play more consistently. Honestly, the two most consistent guys on this team throughout the year have probably been Wiggins and Peyton, <laughs> which is a crazy thing to say. And I don't know why Gary Payton only played 14 minutes tonight. I cannot explain that to you. He was minus 11 in those 14 minutes. But he also won a jump ball against a man who's nine inches taller than him. And that alone should have gotten him 20 minutes on the floor in my book. 888-957-9570 is our phone number. We're going to roll along with Warrior Wrap-Up coming up. Got some sound from Steve Kerr, who overall at least tried to play like he was pretty impressed with what he got from his team. And I think, you know, maybe as much as anything... That has to do with knowing that his team is tired and needs clay back and was up against it without their two best players tonight and trying to stay positive for the guys who did really put in that effort out there tonight. Um, But he's surprisingly positive after this one. So we'll hear from Steve Kerr and also from you, 888-957-9570 to reach us. I'm Matt Kolsky. It's Warriors Wrap-Up back in just a few minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Hard downstairs to Valanciunas. Doubled, tied up by Gary Payton for a jump ball. Smart play, came from underneath, and Valanciunas never saw it. We'll throw it up in the circle to our right. Valanciunas, obviously much taller, seven feet tall. Payton at 6'3", but he can get up let's see very quickly. Poole can go get this one. Well, it's oh. tipped back by Payton. The Pelican oh. bench screaming at, at the throw. They thought it was a poor throw. Well, how, how did he win the jump over 6'11"? And, and I'll tell you, that jump ball with Valanciunas, I didn't see, I thought it was a pretty good throw. Payton just beat him to the ball. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. Here's Matt Kolsky. Jim is right. The throw was fine. I saw a freeze frame, and Gary Payton's hand was a solid three inches above Jonas Valanciunas' hand. That was ridiculous. Gotta love that guy. And as Fitz and Kalena pointed out on TV, I'm not sure I've ever seen somebody as excited to win a jump ball. Justifiably so. If you are 6'3 and you out jump seven feet, you should be excited. That was one of the few really good moments in tonight's game, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, yeah, I would have liked to see Gary Payton out there a little more. Couldn't exactly tell you why he wasn't. Um, I want to be careful when I say this because uh, I think Steve Kerr is great. I also think he sometimes loses track of the rotation. I mean, yeah, look, you wanted to get Moody in there tonight. You wanted Kaminga in there tonight. But I don't know, man. At a certain point when Jordan Poole is ice, ice cold, maybe switch it up with some Gary Payton. You know, maybe when Otto Porter just seems to have mentally departed, go ahead and mix in some Gary Payton. I don't know. It's hard being an NBA coach, but I feel like 14 minutes wasn't enough from a guy who brings great energy to a game that uh, didn't have a lot of energy. A few texts I want to get to, but before that, I promised a 510 texter earlier that I would find the receipt for my Moody Mosey shirt, and I did, and I was right. It is from Warriors World. Shout out, Warriors World. Buy their clothes. It's great stuff. Uh, I don't know if there are more, more Mosey Moody shirts available or not. You'll have to check with him at Warriors World on Twitter. Anyway, you're welcome. I delivered on my promise. 707 Texter, and if you want to weigh in on this game, 888-957-9570 is the number. We'll be getting to some Steve Kerr sound in just a minute. But a 707 Texter said, my main issue with this team is that when the threes are not going down, they refuse to change it up. Kind of reminds me of the Houston Rockets with Harden. 
So a couple things. Uh, one, I see your point. I think it's it's slightly uh, strongly stated. I don't know if they refuse to change it up, but shooting too many threes when threes are not falling is definitely an issue. In that respect, I understand the Houston comparison. The difference is, and this matters, um, it's not anything like that Houston team in terms of play style. Most of these threes, look, Moody and Kaminga both took one or two uh, senseless standstill three-pointers tonight, and they missed them all. And Andrew Wiggins will will throw up a questionable shot selection three here and there, although hard to criticize him the way he's shooting it this year. But for the most part, the Warriors' threes come on open looks off of good ball movement. And although I agree with you, that one thing they can do to have a better night on a night like this is stop shooting so many threes. I think you're right. I think that's the right – you're seeing it correctly. I also do think it's legitimately harder not to take those shots when they're pretty good shots. And the shocking thing about the last few shooting performances for this team is that they are missing good shots. It's not that they're taking bad shots. It's that they're missing good shots. and. You know, I, it's weird. That sounds like a thing that should bother you more. Oh, they're getting good shots, but they can't hit. But in a way, like, I just believe those shots will start falling again. I, I think there's a dog days element to this. I think there's a we've been waiting for Clay to come back for so long element to these struggles. I think a lot goes into it, but I, I can't get too worried about missed open shots. A different 510 texter says, Kaminga might get lost a little on help defense, but one-on-one, he can almost guard anybody in the league. And look, I mean, you know, the best players are still going to beat you more often than not, the best offensive players, but I would agree. I I don't know if he's... I don't know if you could describe Jonathan Kaminga as an elite defender at this point, but I do think I can say he's about the best 19-year-old defender in the NBA that I've ever seen. And for me, I saw the strength. I saw some of the skill level. I saw just some of the he's not as raw as he seems stuff in the G League. I didn't totally realize, A, how damn strong he is, and B, how sound his defense was. And Frankly, I don't think his defense was this sound last year in the G League. I think the Warriors play some part in that, and that is very exciting to see. Not just because it says good things about what he'll be as a player, but because ultimately that's how you get on the floor with this team. And while Jonathan Kaminga may not have had uh, you know, the level of opportunity minutes-wise that James Wiseman got last year, I do think he has gotten far more minutes than he would if he was just an average defender. He is an above-average NBA defender at 19 years old, and I'm not sure that – I think it's hard to process how impressive that is. I'm not sure we can totally understand just how impressive that is. And part of it goes back to physically, he is strong beyond his years. He is just – he has a strength of, of his total body. This isn't like 
popcorn muscles that you get from doing a bunch of curls. This is you can't move him. He it he's like an oak tree. And and that is so impressive for a 19-year-old guy. Just so impressive. And maybe that sort of impressive stuff, Moody's defense, his dunk, those might be the things that had Steve Kerr in such a good mood after tonight's game. It's I was a little surprised there wasn't more. Look, I didn't expect Steve Kerr to come into a post game after not playing his best two players and say, "We stunk tonight." No. But I did expect a little more, "Hey, you know, I wasn't I wasn't thrilled with the effort when we came out of the gates, but young guys played hard, etc." And instead, it really was a very positive post game press conference beginning of course, with the way the young guys played. A great fight. Really proud of our guys, you know, being shorthanded. It gave the, uh, the young guys a, a, a good chance to play and experience a pressure-filled game on the road. And I thought our, our young guys gained valuable experience, and I was really proud of the team for uh, fighting all the way through and, and giving themselves a chance at the end. Just didn't have enough. Ball didn't go in enough, obviously. Uh, seven for 33 from... From three, but I thought we defended and played hard, and a lot of good stuff happened in terms of experience for Kaminga, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole. I mean, they, it's great to to feel that type of game and that with that type of responsibility. Like I said, Kaminga and Moody, great development experience. The pool point is interesting. Obviously, this is not a good game for Jordan Poole. Three of fourteen from the field, two of nine from the three point line. Did have five assists and three steals, which is nice. But, I, you know, there is something to the way he came alive at the end. Not just because he came alive at the end and, and hit some shots, which was nice to see, but... Look, Jordan Poole has a ways to go to become a really consistent scorer in this league or, or you know, reach a high-level starter level. But part of what makes him an interesting prospect and, and what makes him special to the degree that he is special is that confidence level. And if nothing else, the fact that he still stepped into those three buckets he hit in the last two minutes like he expected to make them and then did make them I mean, it tells you that 0 for 11 didn't bother his confidence all that much. It tells you that he believes he belongs. And look, more often than not, he showed us he belongs this year. Everyone's going to have a bad game. Players who aren't great are going to have more bad games. And it was a bad game for Jordan, but the way he was still game at the end and still had the confidence to pull a couple of tough shots and hit them. I give him some credit for that. I think that's something you do want to see. You don't want to see him start the game over 10 or whatever it was, but again, like I'm not going to get too panicky about a ultimately pretty close loss without your two best players, even if, you know, the game wasn't as close as the final score looked. 
888-957-9570 if you want to weigh in on the phone lines or the text line, the Comcast business text line, I should say. Aaron in Oakland joins us. What's going on, Aaron? You know, a lot of people are looking at this team, and, you know, they're seeing some things, and, you know, there's some criticism. The fact is we knew the schedule was going to get harder after the break, and I don't want to talk about who this team is now because this is where they're going to cut their teeth they're going to learn. They're still a young team. They're going to make some mistakes. They're going to take bad shots. Yeah, and there's some talk out there about what Curry's got going on and his slump, but there's no slump. Show me this team in two months after they've really had a challenge. Because up until now, it's been kind of a a decent cakewalk. It's been a grind, but they've been learning. And, you know, the way Draymond stood up and has really led them and taught them and been a vet this year, show me this team in two months. Crunch time to get in. That's who the Warriors are. This is just growing pain. Nothing to panic about. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. I mean, I agree with the, every single thing you said, except that Steph Curry is definitely in a slump. I mean, I'm not saying it's something to panic about, but he's he's in a slump. That's real. He is really in a slump. And, look, that slump could and, and very well may end on Sunday, hopefully right next to his old buddy Clay Thompson. I'm on board with that. I'm not panicking about the slump. I'm not even really worried about the slump. But it is a slump. We can't lie. Steph Curry is in a slump. Back to tonight's game. And speaking of Steph Curry, obviously Jordan Poole's job gets much, much, much harder when Steph Curry is not available. And Steve Kerr acknowledged that. Well, I thought Herb Jones did a really good job on him. He was all over him. And, you know, Jones is a, a long, active defender, and he makes it tough. I thought Jordan forced things a little bit. You know, I thought there were times where he could have just made simple plays. Uh, but I think he was anxious to try to make up for this, the uh, lack of uh, scoring in the backcourt with you know, Steph out. And so I think he was trying to be aggressive for, uh, you know, for the good of the team. But I think, and I'll watch the tape, but thinking about – some of the plays out there, I thought there were times where he could have just moved the ball and made a, made a simpler play. But, uh, again, great experience for Jordan to play in this role without Steph and, and to feel that responsibility. And obviously not his best night, but a lot of good stuff to look at on tape. Yeah, a, a, a couple of good points, not surprisingly, but interesting points from Steve, obviously. And, look, I think every broadcast airing the game talked about this. Herb Jones is a player. I mean, Herbert Jones is, you want to talk about a rookie who's an elite defender, it's that guy. And smart, just doesn't do dumb stuff. You know, I I talked a lot early in the season about how one of the great things about this team as opposed to last year's team is a lot less dumb stuff is getting done because they got players who don't do dumb stuff. You know, Juan, usually not doing dumb stuff. D. Lee doesn't usually do dumb stuff. And really, the rookies have done probably less dumb stuff than you'd expect. Jordan Poole is, is uh, you know, and again, no shade. This is kind of his game, but he's probably the dumb stuff leader on this team. And a game like tonight, I think, is a learning experience. And, and to, that's another point that Steve made is, He's not used to having that responsibility, and it did look at times tonight like the added responsibility weighed on him and led him into 
maybe pressing a bit for shots that weren't there. Look, he also missed some that he frequently makes. But it just, he looked a little uncomfortable throughout. And I almost think that being down big late allowed him to not feel the pressure and just let it fly. And that's part of why he started hitting shots at that point. So not a good game, a learning experience, but it's not all doom and gloom when it comes to Jordan Poole and and what he did tonight. 650 texter saying, is this your truth or flagship ass-kissing? I'm not sure what you're referring to, um, but it's always my truth. Uh, if you if you think I am kissing behinds, it's uh, my own choice. No one's told me to say anything. <laughs> Back to the young guys. All right, we heard about Jordan Poole. What do you think of the way Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody played tonight, Steve? I think they're right on schedule. I think they're both really working hard every single day, putting the work in, learning what it's about to be an NBA player. And that means, you know, getting into the training room, getting into the weight room, getting onto the floor, watching film, watching film of your opponent, doing that day after day after day after day, and bringing the energy that's necessary to do all that. It's not easy, especially for, you know, 19-year-old kids. So they're learning, and they're, they're doing a great job, and they're coming along. Yeah, and I think we saw all of that tonight. I think we saw a lot of things from both of them that represent progress. They are 19. So with the progress, you're going to see some troubles. You're going to see some confusions. As the texter who was complimenting Kaminga earlier was saying, you know, he's been really good one-on-one defense. He still gets lost sometimes on team defense. He still, you occasionally see Jonathan Kaminga sort of standing in the middle of the lane, spinning his head around because he helped off someone and he didn't know exactly where to go next. But. There are so many exciting things when these guys play. And also, I think you're seeing progress in real time. And as far as Moses Moody goes, Steve Kerr also talked about the fact that, look, part of the struggle with him is it's tough to get him minutes. Moody is competitive. He knows how to play. Loved how he attacked the rim. He defended like crazy. Did a great job down the stretch. He's got a really bright future. He's, I think he's ready to play now. But we have a really deep team, and that's why you know it'll be hard for him to get consistent minutes this year. But couldn't be happier with the type of prospect Moses is, the type of kid he is, total pro, a joy to coach, and and um, he's going to have a, a really a really good career. Agree with all that, and I, look, part of the struggle here is the guys that Moody would have to take minutes from are guys that Steve Kerr really trusts, you know, whether it's Damian Lee or Juan Toscano-Anderson or even Andre Iguodala. Those are guys that have been through it, have been on this roster for at least a year or two. And clearly, Steve Kerr has great trust in those players. So I do think it's going to be hard for Moody to crack that rotation. But I got to say, from what I saw tonight, I feel like if he got a few more minutes, there's a decent chance that he could help you more than Damian Lee can by the time the playoffs come around. I don't know. Damian Lee's had a pretty good year, all things told. He's he's shot it pretty well, or at least he did before the COVID stuff. And I, I imagine he'll 
get back to the way he was playing. He's a solid bench shooting guard in this league, and he's proven it. And, you know, he's worked really hard to get to this point, and the Warriors are part of his success story. Um, So it's hard for a guy like Moody to get past a guy like Damian Lee in the rotation, but I think he has the ability, and I think he's pretty ready to get there. He just needs more minutes on the floor. The way he defends, Damian Lee's a fine defender, but the way Moses Moody defends is just better. He's really up in a player's jersey, and he's tough to beat off the dribble. One more thing from Kerr uh, I wanted to get to as far as tonight's game goes, and that's just, like I said, I he he was pretty complimentary of the effort, and I think that those compliments come with some context because, to me, I, I, I would not have been as complimentary of the overall effort, but I think what Kerr is taking into account is not only are they on a back-to-back, but they're getting into that point of the season where it's hard to get up for every night. You know, I think the chase for the record for Steph, I think, took a lot out of him. And maybe emotionally was uh, kind of a high that we reached as a group. And and then, you know, that game ends and you got 55 games left or whatever it was. So this is a natural time to, to have a little bit of a lull. But it's okay. You know, this is, I always talk about pacing the team as a coach, uh, you know, feeling those those spots where maybe you're hitting a lull and trying to help the team get through those lulls and, and get re-energized. And, and I think that'll happen here over the next couple of weeks. We're excited about what's what's coming next. And I think we know what he's really talking about when he says he's excited about what's coming next. On, on the Clay topic a bit, a 510 texter says, A few days ago, Draymond mentioned that players would need to readjust their expectations as to minutes in the rotation. Is it possible some of the regulars are trying to do too much in order to impress Kerr for more minutes when Clay returns? I think that's very possible. Yeah. Especially, as I said, when it comes to guys like Damian Lee or Jordan Poole. And look, I think Poole's still going to get plenty of minutes. But was that part of what had him pressing tonight? Maybe. That and Steph being out. You know, D. Lee wasn't actually bad tonight, but that might be affecting him too when he seems to hunt his shot a little more than usual. I mean, end of the day, this is mostly about Steph and Draymond not being out there because I don't think anyone has any doubt that if they played, it's a win. I think the Warriors were willing to potentially sacrifice this game to serve the more important master of having Steph Curry rested and healthy and being ready for a Sunday game that, look, if Clay comes back on Sunday, we can say whatever we want about it's just a regular season game. They all count the same, blah, blah, blah. But if Sunday is Clay's first day back, it's a bigger game than all the other games. I'm sorry, it is. Claytheism. And Steve Kerr talked about whether, in fact, Clay will be coming back on Sunday. Yeah, it'll be up to Rick, you know, and and uh, we'll have tomorrow off, and then you know we'll we'll come in and practice Saturday, and then uh, we'll talk to Rick, and we'll see we'll see what what's next. Yeah, they're not going to tell us. We're going to find out whether Clay is starting Sunday, like an hour before the game on Sunday. So just as you are really freaking out about the end of the 49ers game, you're going to get the news about whether Clay is starting in the Warriors game. That's how Sunday's going to go. Get ready, Bay Area. It's going to be a stressful day, 
for Bay Area sports fans Sunday. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to be easy, but we're all going to get through it together. I'm looking forward to it. That's going to do it for Warrior Wrap-Up tonight. Speaking of Sunday, we're going to get into the other stuff that's happening Sunday just a bit. We've been doing this Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance dance all week long, and we're going to dance a little more after this. Going to bring Sterling and Sam into the conversation, and we're going to really have it out. We might fight. You won't want to miss that. That's the end of Warrior Wrap-Up. Kolsky and company coming up next on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.